Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. You must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Play a gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's, go, let, let's get into it. Um, I want to play for you some. Obviously, the story of the day is Russell Wilson being traded. The secondary story of the day, which led to Russell Wilson being traded, is Aaron Rodgers is returning to Green Bay. We don't know the the details of what's reported to be a new contract. Rodgers said there's not one signed. Uh, we just took you to Green Bay that said there's not one agreed to. But Ian Rappaport says there's a new deal. Two, four years, $200 million, $153 million guaranteed. Like He didn't just pull that number out of his rectum. Right, so we'll we'll get to all that. Plus, what 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 is Denver really giving up? What are they getting back? I'll take it to Denver in five minutes. Plus, T.J. Hushmanzada will join us later on this hour. Here's Russell Westbrook, who uh, yesterday he was playing in San Antonio. The Lakers lost one hundred seven one hundred. Anthony Davis still out. LeBron James didn't play last night. Westbrook. Uh, Defended himself to a fan who was yelling West Brick at him. And here's Russell Westbrook talking about his last name. Kind of let it go in the past, you know, just because it never really bothered me. But um, it really kind of hit me the other day. Honestly, I was um, and my wife was at um teacher parent conference for my son. And the teacher told me, she's like, uh, Noah, he's so proud of his last name. He writes it everywhere. He writes it on everything he he tells everybody walks around and says i'm westbrook westbrook that's his last name and it kind of i kind of sat there in shock and it hit me like damn like i can no longer allow people um you know for example west brick to me is now shaming like it's shaming my name it's uh, my legacy for my kids um it's a name that's means more not just to me but to my wife to my mom my dad uh, the ones that kind of paved the way for me and and that's just one example i mean that kind of hit myself and my wife in a, in a place where it's not great man and and you know i think a lot of the, a lot of times you know i let it slide but it's now time to put a stop to to that and put it on notice all right so so we're all on notice about calling him russell westbrook which is like it's an easy nickname and i i bring it up because like look Jason Stewart, if you have listened to sports radio for the last 20 years, you know he was part of Jim Rome's crew. And Jim Rome's crew, they came up with nicknames for a long time. Now, the nicknames, I mean, it's it's funny. Rome has gone really soft in his age, right? Because he used to, obviously the famous one was Jim Everett calling him Chris Everett to his face. That didn't go over well. I always liked a raunchy chick from the barrio, Arancha Sanchez Vicario. I thought that was, I thought that was an all timer, an all timer. Um, but like, look, that that was now he doesn't he doesn't do the Rat Family, right? Which was Mike Shishovsky was part of the the Rat Family, and I, I'm gonna just I, I, let's just say it. I understand he works for Fox Sports. 
I understand he makes a ton of money. I think it's disgraceful what Skip Bayless has done. Okay? He he made feminine references to Chris Bosch, which is reprehensible, and so is this. We, you can't normalize this behavior, right? This is the, it's a lot like the Trump conversation. Like, you can tell me whatever you want about his politics, but the way in which he would speak to people, treat people, handle sensitive information was not that of the President of the United States. Period. Stop. There is no argument otherwise. None. Everyone knows it. It's unacceptable behavior. The same on a very different and lesser level is true of Skip. If you're going to make a reported $6 million or whatever he makes to be on TV, you know, he shouldn't be, shouldn't be a name caller. He shouldn't be a name caller because then it normalizes it. It becomes a thing. <laughs> Westbrook. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're 70 years old. You've been covering sports your entire life. You don't call people names. You can say he's a terrible shooter. You can say, I don't know what happened, why he can't dribble a basketball. For a guy, and I've said this, for a guy who is such a high-level competitive athlete who's played basketball this long, some of the turnovers he has are just inexplicable. Like You don't see that from players at that level. But I try very hard to not be a name-caller. To not be a name-caller. And, and if you ask people in the NBA, they will all say, like, they will all say, like, they don't, the, the, the takes, you know, obviously he's, he, he's made a, a career out of being a LeBron hater, right? He's made a career out of it. And he had a great career as a writer before that. He's made a career over the last maybe 12 years or so of being a LeBron hater. And and some of that, like, I don't know, if you don't see it transparent, you watch a game and <laughs> LeBron didn't want free throws late. Well, he had 56 points, like you know. But whatever. If you want to question LeBron and his toughness, his shot making, don't call people names. I don't think it's that hard. And if you ask people in the NBA, they will say, like, why would they let that? Why would he call people names? You're seven years old. What are you calling people names for? You know? And and we can say, hey, it's all part of barbershop conversation and I I don't I I don't think it's representative of his level of stature and success in television. Now look, it's gonna be the run back to the principal's office. Oh my god, Gottlieb called out skip. Yes, I did. If he doesn't know it, he should know it now. It ain't okay. And don't worry, I won't be on that show. He doesn't let somebody who actually wants to, to come back at, at things like that on his show. Not concerned about it. He has achieved incredible success. You don't call people names. Don't need to. You cannot normalize that sort of stuff. Again, because even though, you know, like, is he going to say it to Russell Westbrook's face? Like, look, Russell Westbrook's not a good shooter. I don't think he's been a particularly good teammate. But as much as we can go at the guy and say what we don't like about his game or whatever, like, you know, he kind of averaged a triple-double in the NBA for three consecutive years. He was the MVP of the league. Like, kind of talented. And, yeah, bad shooter. Why do we have to be a name-caller? 
at whatever there there's a delineation in terms of level of success which you don't need to do that he has achieved that skip bayless has uh, we, you don't need to tell me that he is a bricklayer but the name calling it bothers a lot of people in the nba a lot of people and you've made your career on it so maybe Let's just grow up a little bit. And I'm as immature as anybody, right? I'm a five-year-old. But I try not to call people names because, yeah, I'm not really a five-year-old. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works with you to resolve them. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7 to discover exceptionally common sense. Let's get you to, um, to Brandon Cristal, who joins us. And uh, Brandon's, of course, a reporter for KOA in Denver. He also covered the Combine for us, but he's, our, he's a Broncos insider for KOA. Um, okay, how did, when did you know that Russell Wilson was going to be a Bronco? Well, let me set the scene for you, Doug, as it's my eighth wedding anniversary, and apparently the traditional eighth wedding gift is pottery. So my wife and I were at a pottery painting place around lunchtime, and then we're going to go to lunch, and, and then I was going to tape a podcast with Shelby Harris today because we do a podcast that comes out every Thursday, and then was going to take her to see Hamilton tonight, which she doesn't know about yet, but she's not listening. Needless to say, I did not finish my pottery. The podcast with Shelby Harris is on pause uh, and we'll see how busy <laughs> I am tonight during during the show. But it, it, I found out within a minute of the deal going down. The only interesting thing is one of the people I trust in the building, uh, in the Broncos building, who whenever I would ask about Rodgers would always tell me they wanted Wilson more. And I just kept thinking, well, okay, but is he available? And even today when the Rodgers news came out, I sent a text to that person and they texted back and said, well, I guess it's Russ or not sure after that. And that was kind of the only indication I had. That certainly wasn't, hey, Russ is coming. So it, it caught me like it did everybody in Broncos country, really all of the NFL, and I, I think especially people in Seattle, really off guard. Okay, wait. You said you think they wanted Russell Wilson more? This person specifically. I'm not talking about the entire, the entire franchise, although maybe that, that's the case, that as they were working through scenarios to get Aaron Rodgers, they were also working through with John Schneider and, and with the Seahawks scenarios to get Russell Wilson. And I think the argument to be made is that Russell's five years younger. They have the same amount of Super Bowls, and, and Russ has obviously been really, really productive. Aaron Rodgers is the best player in football and has proven that the last two years but in the playoffs obviously he's come up short so this was one person's opinion but but clearly the Broncos didn't just get this deal done after the Rodgers news came out they've been working on it for weeks is is what I've been hearing and and so obviously they really did want Russ too all right so so here's let me let me help you with the disagreement we have on the crew okay so Dan Byers a huge Seahawks fan and he's disappointed at the hall and his take is and Dan if I'm wrong you tell me he's like look why wouldn't you get three or four first round picks for, for Russell Wilson. And my point is like, well, with a first-round pick, especially late in the first round, right, after this year, a first-round pick, you would hope to get starting caliber player, right? It's like a 50-50 shot. You're going to get uh, you're, you're going to get value for your draft pick. Va- value meaning starting to Pro Bowl caliber or slightly below at the end of the first round. I, I think you got at least two players who are – are starters 
going in this trade. And then you have the high first-round pick this year, the high second-round pick this year, and then next year's first and next year's second as well as, as a fourth. Like, I actually think that's better than getting four first-round picks. What do you think? Yeah, the, the value of the first-round pick, and I think at times is overblown, is that you get that fifth-year option. But John Clayton did a, did a study a couple of years ago in the Washington Post, like two years ago, that since they put in the new CBA, so that was the 2011 season, uh, the year before Russ got in the league, Von Miller's rookie year. Since then, so now we have a little more than a decade, 75% of players don't re-sign with the team that drafted them from that first round in, in that decade or so. And maybe he did it at like the nine-year mark when, when JC did it. And so I, I think there, there's certainly truth to what you're saying, sort of like the argument of when, when Broncos fans were kicking around Aaron Rodgers more than Russell Wilson. But the last three draft picks in the first round have been Jerry Judy, who you see the potential. Pat Sertan looks like a pro bowler. And Noah Fant, you also have seen the potential as he got better year over year. And we know he's the second fastest tight end in football behind Darren Waller. So... Would you trade those three guys for one of those quarterbacks? And absolutely you would. So you're not trading those exact same guys. But Shelby Harris has played a whole lot of really good football and has been a big key to the Broncos being a top five defense two years ago and, and actually the year before that and a top three defense last year in terms of scoring defense. Noah Fant shows the explosiveness. And then Drew Locke obviously still continues to be a question mark, but he wasn't going to stick around here anyway. So I'm kind of with you when you, you use that logic. And taking the Broncos' second pick this year, the second-round pick, 64, not the Rams pick, which is, or rather 41, not the Rams pick at 64, is pretty good value. It's the ninth pick in that round, ninth pick in the first round, but next year you're probably picking in the low 20s, if not lower. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm with you. Uh, okay, so Russell Wilson comes to a team. They're obviously stacked at wide receiver, and they got, and they got Chubb. Um, how good's the offensive line? How good's the defense? No, no, Von Miller, right? How good as of a team? now? As of now, you look at Von's social media yesterday, and he was lobbying to come back. Maybe he knew something a day before the the rest of us. But you've got Justin Simmons, who's a two time All Pro, was a Pro Bowler a year ago. You mentioned Chubb when healthy, he was a Pro Bowl starter two seasons ago. Draymond Jones really came on up front. I think that's what allowed them to to swallow losing Shelby Harrison in the trade because he's now going in the final year of his rookie deal. I bet he gets extended. And then Sertan played like a pro bowler and probably should have been, uh, was certainly borderline, was the second best defensive rookie behind Micah Parsons, obviously. And then you talk about all those pass catchers. You also got to look at Javante Williams, who's going to be a workhorse back. Melvin Gordon tweeted that we'll see how this all shakes out. I think Melvin Gordon can get more money somewhere else. But Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams were a nice one-two punch. He and Russ played together at Wisconsin, I believe, uh, for the year that Russ was there. And so maybe... And I guess Mel would have been a little younger, but maybe Mel comes back on a on a short term deal. O line, they're good, not great. Garrett Bowles is getting paid like one of the best left tackles in football as he was two years ago statistically, but he kind of reverted back to form this year. Not sure how much that was his fault. And they need a right tackle, so whether that's a vet, they still have a lot of money in free agency, and it'll be interesting to see if they rework Russ's deal. And you think that they might because he's got two years left, making what twenty five million. He's probably going to want closer to top dollar. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's the part that's coming that people don't understand. That's actually why I like the deal of him better for Seattle. He's going to want a new deal. <laughs> so you're not just trading for the player. You're trading for the player's future uh, future contract. Um, okay, they while they had a coach who was a defensive coach, and now you get Nathaniel Hackett, who's a very well-regarded offensive coach and offensive coordinator, um, the defense was really, really good. What what will it look like this year with the new coordinator with the new defensive staff? So so the coordinator that came in and I'm not sure how many people know about him, but Jiro Evero 
came up. He actually, he and, he and Hackett played together at UC Davis, and they were both on Gruden and Raheem Morris's staff in Tampa. And then he was, so he was around Monty Kiffin. Then you fast forward, he was around Vic Fangio and San Fran. Then Wade Phillips, a little bit of Brandon Staley, and then Raheem again. But he, and Dom Capers as well, mixed in there. So, and Dom Capers is a, a consultant, or I don't know what he is. He's a, he's, he, he's a full-time coach, but I don't think he has an actual position. He's just around to be an advisor, veteran coach here in Denver. And so he's going to keep what Vic did, and he comes with a lot of those principles, but maybe he's a little more aggressive the way a Wade Phillips was, and certainly Broncos fans appreciated that when you look at what they did in the run in Super Bowl 50 and, and in Wade's tenure really everywhere he's been. So he's not going to rewrite what they're doing or, or scrap what they were doing. He's going to play to their strengths. And obviously you've got really good players in the secondary. You got to get Chubb back into form. Does Von Miller come back? What does that deal look like? Cause they're not gonna be able to draft one of those top edge rushers. Now that pick is in Seattle. So I, I think the defense should still be pretty formidable. And the difference between what they've had to deal with the last six years, including really, I guess we go back to Peyton Manning's final year, the defense isn't going to have to carry the team because you have, you know, one of the five best quarterbacks in football running the show and what should be a productive offense. Brandon, great stuff. Um, sorry, your pottery class was ruined. I mean, <laughs> well, it's a, just a half-done bowl. Well, I'll why send you a picture. Was why don't you? Well, I mean, bowl. like, if you really want the eighth anniversary to be the pottery anniversary, why don't you buy one of those wheels and recreate the ghost scene at the house tonight? Like that—that that to me sounds better than Hamilton. Just seems messy, uh, and I spent a, a couple nickels on these Hamilton tickets, so I may as well go. All right. I thought she'd flip the Hamilton tickets. I just I thought that they'd end up on StubHub, <laughs> and uh, and and you guys you guys would eat at the. Um, we got too uh, many kids. We need to get out of the house. Yes, I I got it. Brandon Cristal, reporter on KOA, covering the Denver Broncos. Huge news as they've traded for Russell Wilson. BK, thanks so much. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> the happiest guy in football has to be, has to be the guy who we talked a ton about yesterday and we have not mentioned today, right? Like have not brought it up even once today. Calvin Ridley, no one's talked about. But one of the the narratives you'll hear and you'll read, and I'm going to present the easiest way to dismiss is, well, ha, Calvin Ridley gambling on football. I mean, the NFL is in bed with gamblers and gambling. So, yeah, this is not that big a deal. And he should... You know, one-year suspension, then come back and play. The fact that the NFL is in bed with all the gambling companies is even more reason why Calvin Ridley should not play football ever again in the NFL. And and some of it is his fault. He doesn't seem not like, look, here's a dude who bet, has $11 million contract and bet $1,500, and one of the bets was an 18 parlay. Do you know what they call somebody who bets on an eight-team parlay? Anybody? Uh, Ramos, you want to take a shot? What they call somebody who bets on an eight-team parlay? An idiot? Yes. Yes. 
See, I'm good like, for something, Doug. Yes. I got some- <laughs> That's just like I got some things up my sleeve here and yeah, there. Like <laughs> more than three teams, and it, it just the, the likelihood of it happening is so remote. Obviously, that's why your odds are better, but it means your odds are actually so much worse. Still, uh, you know, the whole thing is amazing that you get to where a guy does something that everyone knows is told you absolutely positively cannot do. How have we reached this point as a society where we go like, yeah, yeah you know, he bet on football, but the NFL is in bed with, ga- with, with gambling companies and they, yes. Yes. The only difference now is it's out in the open and it's legalized sports wagering in so many states. It's always been legal in in Las Vegas. But the reason that discussing it had been taboo for so long is just such a just such a narrative which somehow happens. Like the NFL has been in bed with alcohol companies for years. (laughs) So if a player shows up drunk to an NFL game, you're like, ah. Big deal. Or, dare I say, drinking and driving, right? Well, I mean, you can't expect a player to not drink beer when, you know, and when he gets behind a wheel because they're in bed with, 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 with alcohol companies. Like, yeah, you actually can. That's going to pay your salary. Pays my salary. Yes, technically my, my salary is paid through iHeartMedia. But the biggest deals done in media, the biggest deals done are now... Sports gambling. And sports gambling cannot survive if the games aren't on the up and up. Games aren't on the up and up. You cannot have participants. You cannot have people in football betting on football. You you cannot. (laughs) I mean, this is insider trading. And you can say, well, it happens all the time. Like, if you get caught in insider trading, you go to jail. Martha Stewart went to jail for a phone call. Uh, yes, Jason Stewart. Which um, which sports radio take are you more annoyed with um, yesterday afternoon? The one that you just stated about the NFL being in bed with gambling companies so he shouldn't be punished, or uh, Ray Rice only got suspended four games. Which, which one is more annoying and more kind of like a, I, I don't even, none of them have anything well, to do say, with Well, you all say, you all say that Colin Kaepernick kneeled and lost his career. Like, actually, he still played that year, you know. Um, the answer is yes. <laughs> you know, which which one? I would say the, I, I would probably say the non sequiturs, the, you know, Domestic viol- abusers can get however many games. And by the way, most of these guys that 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 have an off the field issue, very rarely do they play again. If they do, it's short lived. Nobody wants them around. Like I'm, I'm, in, I'm fascinated by Deshaun Watson. Right? Like, what do you do with Deshaun Watson? I don't know. Because you mean the team that trades for him? What, what if, do they do? Or if, some, or if somebody's going to trade for him. Yeah. Right? Like, we're all like, yeah, they trade for him. Like, I don't know, man. You know, and you may not have to believe every woman, but all you have to believe is one woman. 
really, right? That's one's enough. <laughs> one violating one woman um, is plenty. That's too much. That's too many. You know, that's never play football again stuff. So uh, here we go. So, so I get the, oh, some dude, some dude tweets me. I'm not going to say his Twitter handle. You're way off in the Calvin Ridley situation. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You can't gamble on sports. Look, to, 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 to you have watched sports, okay, to all of you who watch sports, okay, and I'm, I'm saying this knowing full well that I have a partnership with a sports gambling company, and they are, and they make sure, like, everything is on the up and up. They have to. Not just to keep their license, but to they want the, their sports to be legitimate. By the way, one of the big reasons that Las Vegas has pushed for legalization of sports gambling is to cut out any of the nonsense. Right? To make it all a legitimate business. But it can't be a legitimate business if the participants are betting on, on, the, on the sport. It cannot. Can't happen. And from the time you arrive in college, and he played at the biggest school in college football. So every year he was there, they had the FBI come in and lecture them on the real dangers, on how it really, really works. And if you walk out of one of those meetings with any thought of gambling on football, then you, sir, are asking for your career to be lost. He made $11 million. He's supposed to make $11 million this year. He bet $1,500. I mean, that's, that's like the worst bet of all time. You bet 1500 to lose $11 Whoo! But you know what? Hey, these are the rules. This is how it works. Do you want to play football? Like, look, all of these people who play these sports, they have sacrificed for years. Okay? They sacrificed for years. And there's lots of things you can do. You know what you can't do? I mean, can't do the recreational drugs. You can't do steroids. Okay. You can't gamble on your sport. You know, there's a couple of things, you know, anything that could get you arrested off the field, obviously you can't do. But I mean, in, in any business, there are things you cannot do. You can't, if you work at Fox, you can't tell people about internal memos over at ESPN or if you're in the news division at MSNBC. Like, you can't share proprietary information. Well, no, no. There are rules to sports. And everyone knows the rule. Everyone. You cannot gamble on sports and especially your own sport. Cannot. Period. This is the, all the same. We do all the same crap over and over again, right? Every 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 rule is wrong. Every leader is wrong. Every president's an idiot. Every congressman's a jerk. Every every sort of uh, rule, it's a generalization. But if I can, like, no, no, yes, sports gambling is gigantic. You have no idea how big it is. 
our profession, the one that I've been able to feed my kids in. I got two kids in private school, right? I got to put them through college. I, I make money doing TV and doing basketball. The, the, the meat of what I've done for going on about 20 years now is through sports radio. And there have been times in which people say, well, this is going to die off and that is going to die or whatever. And what will sustain it for, I think, perpetuity is the legalization of sports gambling nationwide. And the only thing that can bring down sports gambling is if what we're betting on isn't legit. It's not that he violated a rule. He violated the most important rule. And it doesn't matter if you're Pete Rose, should not be in the Hall of Fame. Or Calvin Ridley, and it's 1500 bucks. It doesn't matter. It is the one rule you cannot violate. That is the basis of where your salary comes from. It just is. And you may say, no, 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 Doug, you don't understand. It comes from a TV deal. Okay, and the stadium and all the people coming in the stadium and the personal seat licenses and the ticket sales and the sponsorships. And as I told you yesterday, and I'll tell you again today, the NFL was not always the most popular sport in the United States. The NBA was when Michael Jordan was in the NBA. And then at the end of the Larry Bird, Mag Johnson, and, and look, basketball wasn't always. Basketball was floundering in the 70s and early 80s, and then Magic and Bird saved it, and Jordan took it to a whole other level. Okay, but what, what changed for football was the model of baseball, right? Baseball had the, what was the first kind of uh, fantasy foot, fantasy baseball, Dan Byer? What was it called? Rotisserie? There was rotisserie, but there was also... Um, like the five by five. Uh, yeah, but there's there's there was a word something, stratomatic. 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 Yeah. Stratomatic. Okay. Began with the stratomatic, and became rotisserie baseball, and once it became fantasy football, it started to take off, and then of course the proliferation of gambling and the ability for you to gamble and and wager on games. Like the reason the NFL is popular is because of, um. It's on, the, the days are much easier. It's like a much slimmed down schedule. And it fits into our TV viewing, but it was always on Sundays. We always had Monday night football. Okay, so that didn't change. What changed? Fantasy football, which made the sport more popular, made it so that anybody could ingest it. Anybody, you didn't know, have to know what a cover two, cover three, single high. You didn't have to know any of that stuff. You just had to know like, and kind of guess who the best running backs were, who would score touchdowns, who the wide receivers were, volume of catches and touchdowns, right? And maybe a kicker or a defense that would save you in a really close game. And then you combine that with the proliferation of gambling in sports and how that has spread, and that has become more accessible, and there were ways to kind of get around the state laws, and now you're just legalizing within the states. That is what makes the TV deals bigger. That is what makes people still come to the game. That is what makes people fans. That's what sells jerseys. That's all anybody talks about. That's why I joke about all the time. Nobody cares about your vacation. Nobody cares about your kids' achievements. And nobody cares about your fantasy football team. But people share it anyway. They share the fantasy football team much like they try and convince you that that, uh, CrossFit is the way. And what you cannot do, the only thing you can't do, the only thing that brings down sports gambling 
is if the sport's not on the up and up. And the only way that people wonder, that's why the Tim Donaghy thing is so vile in the NBA. Because it leads us to wonder, hey, the refs setting this thing up? Right? That's what Calvin Ridley did. So I, I understand there's a, well, there's a direct correlation. It's, uh, yeah. Okay. Calvin Ridley know the deal. And apparently it still hasn't registered to him just what he did. Because he was like trying to tweet through it yesterday. Like, yeah, I, I don't know, bud. This is, somebody should tell you to shut that thing down. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Wait to hear what Colin Coward had to say about Aaron Rodgers. Next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we get you caught up on stories of the day. Uh, By the way, uh, Gary, who's listened to the show for years, in the Bible, rule number one is don't touch that tree. From Scarface to Biggie, a huge rule has always been don't get high in your own supply in sports. The rule is don't gamble in your own sport. It seems almost that simple. Don't gamble on any sport. (laughs) If you don't gamble on sports, you're fine. Right? Like, this is not, it's not hard. It's not hard. Brett says, uh, you and I don't see eye to eye on all topics you discuss. But you're right on Calvin, Calvin Ridley and how important it is for players to not bet on the sport. I, I know I'm right. I mean, I, I, what happens is people want to take that easy off ramp. Okay. When you live the life of and, – and how I know it is as a collegiate athlete, I know it's no different as the pros. They come in and they try and scare you to death and tell you every possible scenario that can go wrong. I mean, look, Craig Carton's a really good friend of mine. And my interactions with him have been fantastic. He went to jail. He went to jail. He started a, he started a, um, a fund to help kids with Tourette's. TikTok stop. I, I, I play in this golf tournament with all kinds of dudes, you know, to help raise money for this, this charity. And he was using that charity under false pretenses to pay back his gambling debts. It, it all starts with a $1,500 bet in an 18 parlay, right? Everybody thinks they got it. My, my college coach used to, we'd land, we'd play two years in a row in Vegas. I'm in Vegas right now. And he'd say, listen, man, you see all those big buildings? They don't build them because people win. House win. You have fun. If you're 21, you have fun. House wins. Let's get to what the Fox said. And now. <laughs> what does the Fox say? What does the Fox say? Brought to you by Hustler Turf. The brain lawn care professionals have trusted you for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their business. And for us weekend Joe's, Hustler Turf is a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. This is Colin Cowherd on Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay. This is a good organization. The grass is not always greener. Okay, it's not. A lot of people move, and it's never the same. They move in my business. They move in your business. The grass is Noah's greener. 
The Packers have developed Super Bowl champions with Bart Starr, Brett Favre, and Aaron Rodgers. It is viewed as a very good drafting and developing franchise. Yes, there's a hole in Green Bay. They don't attract free agents. If I was an NFL player, probably would not be my first choice. And they don't have an owner. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. But Tennessee had an issue. Ryan Tannehill's contract. Pittsburgh has one. They can't get the OC right. Denver had one. Brutal division. And you don't know if Nathaniel Hackett can coach. Nobody has any idea. We thought Big Bangio could coach. He could. Wrong side of the ball in 2022. So I, I look at this thing. You don't have to be best friends. I think what this proves is you don't have to be best friends and agree on everything to work. Brady Belichick did not have dinner in 20 years. One time. Bradshaw and Chuck Knoll didn't see eye to eye. Aikman and Barry Switzer won a Super Bowl together. Not exactly bosom buddies. Um, I, I, I agree, and I also think that he's seen changes in his own relationships, in his own behaviors. And, oh, yeah, by the way, like, the idea of moving, right? oh, waiting on the cable guy to set up, <laughs> the worst. I get why he stayed. All right, coming up next on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio, T.J. Hushmanzada. I thought he said Aaron Rodgers was gone. We'll discuss next.